Hey, hey, welcome back to Falling Out. As ever, this is your host, Elgin Straight, and I'm glad you're here with me. If you listened to the end of the last episode, you'll know that I ended with a small tribute to one Lex Rivers, and I received some messages from the community thanking me for adding that to the show, and I'm appreciative of those messages. It also deeply saddens me that Lex's family will never hear those messages. Lex's family will never know the impact that they had on some people who really needed some help. Their family will never know the positive impact that they had because their family is part of this fucking manipulative, abusive cult called the Family Federation, the fucking Universal Peace Federation, the Unification Church, whatever. They're part of this so-called family-friendly organization, and they're not going to know anything about the positive impact that their own child has had in this world. And it's a fucking tragedy, in my opinion. And that brings us to this episode. I'm delighted to say that this interview with Lillian Holdis is the second in a trilogy of European interviews and you might have listened to the Becca Spears episodes and felt like mm, Europe eh, maybe they were a bit more uh, you know liberal a bit kind of cooler place to grow up honestly when you listen to Lillian and the next guest I think your opinion is going to change dramatically because the shit that they went through is fucking intense and I think it kind of escalates between the beginning the middle and the end of the trilogy in my opinion I'll leave that to you as the audience to determine. This episode goes into detail about the life of a kid growing up in the Unification Church in Norway with further connections to other countries, including the UK, France, and Germany. We also learn of the global nature of the Mooney political grift because in this episode, no less than the former Prime Minister of Norway is implicated in the ongoing saga of Mooney political grift. There's a point I want to make here, and I actually don't want to interrupt the interview itself, but early in this interview, Lillian talks about how her dad is recruited into the Unification Church as a young man in university. And we don't dwell on it much in this episode, but... When you listen to that, I think it really drives home the point that anyone can be susceptible to having their whole life manipulated by a fucking succubus of an organization like the Unification Church. Literally a single guy sitting at a table in a dining hall in university and a woman comes up to him and says, hey, do you mind if I have a seat next to you? That's it. That's how it started. Anyone would be susceptible to that. I, I will hold my fucking hand up. I would be susceptible to that 100%. So for anyone out there thinking, oh, that, that couldn't happen to me. I'm too strong for that. Fuck that. It could happen to anyone. And this is why people need to be aware of it. And this is why societies need to, need to take this shit seriously. Especially when you consider the damage that was done to Lillian and her siblings, which you will hear in this episode and continue in the second part of her interview. Without further ado, 
I'm going to hit play on the interview. This is part one with Lillian Holdus. Thank you, Lillian, for getting involved. Lillian, welcome. Hey. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure uh, to have you here. Um, yeah, it's good to be on the show. <laughs> good. I think you're our... Um, I think you're our youngest, you're my youngest guest, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm also the person that left the church most recently. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also the, the farthest north geographically, yeah. I, would, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah, pretty far north. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, so what, well, okay, so what, let's cover some of that. So, well, where, where are you calling from? Yeah, from North Norway. Yeah, where you can see the northern lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And before we started recording, me re- recording, you told me that you saw them yesterday. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. <laughs> so Amazing. It's quite so. It's so dark up here right now. It gets dark really early. And, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's <a> small town. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. But I'm actually from Oslo, though. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From the capital. <laughs> so you're well. Let's and when when were you born? Uh, in 1994 94 yeah. okay 94 yeah <laughs> okay and you yeah. how long ago did you leave we'll talk about the specifics later but just to kind of set the scene about the recency yeah exactly I think it's like two or three years ago where I was like I don't want to be a part of this anymore okay, <laughs> okay so we're at right. least mentally yeah yeah oh yeah because the pandemic happened so I left during the pandemic yeah wow. <laughs> so, okay yeah. that's a yeah, that's not long ago. Um, yeah, so what, I want to talk about all that. Um, why don't we? Why don't we kind of kind of start? So, well, yeah, you you mentioned you mentioned ninety four, uh, the year of your birth. Um, but let's just kind of start with sort of like who who your parents were, where they were from, and um, like where you were born, and we'll we'll just take things from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I was um, born in London. Uh, my mom is French and my dad's Norwegian. And then they both joined like in the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both got like witness to in their universities. My mom in Paris University and my dad in yeah, where he's from Bergen University. <laughs> so in, in Norway they have Yeah. Yeah, so they sent just... some missionary from wow. Germany. Yeah. okay that's interesting so they actually had missionaries on the ground in france and in germany yeah sorry frank well it sounds like france germany and norway yeah (laughs) they just ended up in these random places i guess in in norway is not even the capital so like yeah very my dad and then she was just standing in the university and then she's like trying to get people's attention in the university in norway and then yeah and I guess, oh yeah, and my dad like didn't have anybody to eat with, so he was just like, okay, I guess I'll have my lunch break with this lady. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, yeah, they joined the church, and then they got blessed in London. Uh, in after doing like a lot of years of like missionary stuff. Okay, do you know what they did for as missionaries? Um, yes, my mom, she, she was like a lot in a lot of countries, 
like in Bulgaria during the communist time. And the, and the, she was also in Monaco witnessing to the rich people. Okay. <laughs> and she was apparently, I don't know, she, she was like talking about like that she stayed at some rich people's houses because they wanted her as like a cleaning maid in okay. Monaco. And then, or like, <laughs> I don't know. She was, so she would like be their cleaner and then try to witness to them, basically? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. So just, she just lived in their house in Monaco. And then like, like one was like some rich Italian lady. Then she would just like clean her house. <laughs> wow. and then yeah, and then one I think it was like Tommy Hillfire or like his name was like Hillfire or something. Tommy Hillfire. No, oh, Tom Ford or something. I don't know. But she's some Tom of Ford? those like some of okay. those like rich names. And she's yeah. like, oh, I stayed at somebody in Monaco that had that name. And then she's like, was that them that like started the brand? But yeah, anyways, she was trying to witness to people in Monaco. And then she talked about Bulgaria. And they had to like wear long skirts because it was like communist time. And yeah. Yeah, and everything cost the same or something, food and stuff. Like she randomly tell stories about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, and then the, she also, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to say something there just to kind of like connect the dots for the audience is that a lot of, a lot of parents of like our generation, I know a lot of them ended up going to, to like during the cold war, they would go to these like, like communist, uh, you know, you know, you know, Soviet union countries to try oh, yeah. to, to try to, you know, witness yeah. there, basically. So it doesn't surprise me that your parents went to Bulgaria. Yeah. Uh, and I know My people, mom, yeah. I know people yeah. went to Iran and played like really crazy places. Like in the eighties going to these sorts of places. Yeah. I heard about the people who went to middle East and that was like quite intense. Like yeah. a lot of them didn't come back again <laughs> to say it like that. Yeah. 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 Like, or like missionaries, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got sent all over the place, like every country possible. Yeah. So yeah, there's like a lot of communities in all these countries you don't expect. Like mm. even the smallest countries. Like there was some members from Andorra, I remember, in like mm. uh yeah, on the workshop. That's like a really tiny country. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I know it's tiny. <laughs> yeah, in between like Spain and France or something. Yeah. But yeah, and then uh, yeah, she also d- wasn't they did like church uh, fundraising in America, my mom said. And then, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah was, so that's yeah. like kind of the classic, like, so, like sort of formula course, like spend a bunch of years either making money for the Moon family or trying to get new members to, to work for the Moon family, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this... Like they joined in their early twenties because they were just starting university. Yeah, and then did they, did, so they didn't finish university as a as a result. Yeah, I think my mom finished and my dad kind of finished afterwards or okay. something. I don't know if they finished. They might have like just dropped it out and yeah, do mission work. It's possible. Yeah, yeah it's that, that's possible. why I ask. Yeah, I think my mom was almost finished, and my dad was like halfway through. But yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they did missionary works until they were like in their thirties, and then they got blessed, like in their thirties or something, or like yeah. or like early, like almost thirty or something. Okay, and they so, were was it Moon who who matched them together? Yeah, in London, in hundred and eighteen couple. I don't know. <laughs> you know what year that was? I don't know what year that was. <laughs> but yeah. Excuse me. 
<laughs> oh wait, a hundred and eighteen couples in London. Yeah. I wonder if that was like a like related to like a, a bigger blessing ceremony happening somewhere else. Like maybe it was related to the one happening in New York. Maybe, um, yeah. Like a satellite, a satellite uh ceremony. Yeah. It could be, yeah. Okay. And I, I never really focus so much on that i don't know i never got it with me like what yeah (laughs) Uh, that's fine i just that's not one that i've heard of before Um, oh yeah yeah it was probably quite small yeah so yeah it makes me think it's probably like an offshoot of one of one of the other ones yeah yeah exactly yeah so mm -hmm. yeah and then uh, yeah oh yeah and my dad he he did like missionary work in like in in a band and then okay they played like music in the streets of London, like okay. just like playing like old Christian hymns, probably. All right. <laughs> like probably like not trendy at all at that time. Because <laughs> people are like really fed up yeah. with like those old songs. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah, and they're just playing that. And then of course it didn't really work out. So mm. uh yeah, they yeah, because they kind of took advantage of people's talents and then they would make like groups or try to start something Mm -hmm. i realized in the church yeah 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 so my dad had been like in a band growing up okay so he knew already music a bit and then yeah and then yeah and then he went to japan for some years to like they tried to make this western band in japan (laughs) like western songs yeah and that was before you were born yeah before i was born yeah Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They do. If, if you do, if you have a skill the the church will try to, um, will try to exploit that. Basically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've heard that a lot, like somebody has skill there and then somebody, and then they'll yeah. try to like start a company, but then it's kind of weird because they work for free and then, yeah. or like, yeah. <laughs> and then the church gets the profits or something <laughs> yeah that's what they do that's what they do they're like oh you're good at this okay let you do that to make money for us and we'll keep the money that, yeah 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 it's kind of crazy and then they all just live together in house one house or something yeah. in the center <laughs> yeah so did did your parents live in a church center in in london then or after they, they got married yeah after they got married they were missioned in england or like yeah. in scotland i think first and okay. then yeah and then yeah they lived in the church center yeah <laughs> and then uh, they even had kids and i think they also lived in the church center with kids do you know do you know what church center by any chance um uh, oh yeah in edinburgh oh in edinburgh okay yeah so they fundraised a long time to pay for that uh, apartment or something that's like in central edinburgh they had like wow. two apartments but then one got sold recently or something yeah anyways okay so the church oh, that's interesting i hadn't heard about that so the church owned property <laughs> in edinburgh yeah like a quite nice ones but yeah like the church would not splurge on buying europeans church centers we would have to pay for like ourselves uh yeah so like i noticed like in america uh, like you have like really nice big centers that were are like bought by the church yeah uh but of course everybody pays for them in a way yeah of course. yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, but so you're saying in Europe there wasn't. I guess it, it, my impression of Europe is that it's way more um, decentralized, and like a lot of countries just kind of do their own thing um, so, with a little bit of guidance from the top. So, 
Mm. It kind of makes sense that they would then sort of buy properties on their own if they thought that they they wanted one for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was more like decentralized, I think. Mm. Uh, Because Moon was like kind of rejected by Europe. Yeah. So we actually actually just talked about it. I haven't published this yet, but, but by the time this interview gets goes live the audience will have heard that one but talking oh, yeah. to someone to someone else from europe yeah. and specifically <laughs> about the fact that moon was was banned from europe um mm. and i think the 80s uh like they just said you're, you're not welcome here yeah he know. got off the sh- like a schengen list or something yeah exactly like bands, yeah yeah and i think mm. that meant that like he just he just wasn't focused on europe he just didn't really care uh compared to Somewhere yeah. like America, where he could really, he could go there, he could get involved, he yeah. could influence things, he could get the political influence, he could, you know, influence the people who were making money for him. He like, he put a lot of effort into America, but mm-hmm. Europe was kind of just left to its own devices, I, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. So then, yeah, people would have to, like the members, we, like, usually every European country doesn't have that big church, Yeah, like, member quantity (laughs) like it's kind of a small like yeah we rent like some small place and then but England has kind of a bigger membership compared to other countries yeah I think England was kind of like the the epicenter in Europe um Mm -hmm. and then yeah I feel like the the other places were just like yeah smaller in in scale yeah yeah exactly yeah, so yeah, they uh, were like missioned in Scotland and then my four brothers were born there. Okay. And then they were just like fundraising a lot and paying for that apartment or like that was kind of like their mission. And then, uh, yeah, and I think they so, like lived in some church center or something. So their their mission was to just pay for the church center basically or just to like run. <laughs> Like to just make money i guess just, yeah just make money for the for the the, the, the building effectively. yeah yeah and my dad was traveling a lot like doing mission stuff because okay. uh, uh, i think he was like a leader in scotland for some time okay yeah my dad knew really good english because he his childhood like activity was like to read the dictionary in between norwegian <laughs> and english <laughs> oh wow okay it was like before the TV days. Yeah. So just like sit and read the dictionary. And wow. then, yeah. And then they moved to London afterwards, to South London in okay. Croydon. Yeah. Yeah. And then me and my sister were born. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, like they were kind so, of like, yeah. <laughs> so, so there are six of you total. Yeah. Six total. Four, <laughs> four brothers and two sisters. And the sisters are the youngest. Yeah, because they were told by the church to have as many kids as possible. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that doesn't matter with money. Like, the church will take care of the kids and stuff. But they don't. The Which... church doesn't take care of the kids. No. The parents, the parents. It yeah. It's they still the parents' responsibility. Yeah, and they don't cover you at all with, like, no. any expense. They take money from you. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom was, like, in London and, like, six kids. And my dad was always, like, gone for, like, mission stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, they in, eventually like kind of like got kicked out of the church center because they're like, oh, you have too many kids and it's too like chaotic. And then, oh. uh, yeah, my, my mom was like, she became like homeless for two days or something or like for some days. 
but she has experience like being on the street and not having anywhere to go. Wow. And then uh, with my brother or something, I don't know. I just heard about that. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, because church just uses you. It just takes money, makes you fundraise yeah. for money. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, yeah, we ended up uh, like getting like a council house uh, because I get. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, we didn't have any, enough money to live and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we got some, but like, yeah, before that, we like lived in like some apartment, like kind of a, like some emergency house or something. Okay. And then, yeah, <laughs> my brother this, just, yeah. This is with your parents and six, six siblings all. Yeah, I think I was born. I don't know. Maybe okay. I wasn't born yet, but yeah, five or six or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah. God like chaotic and my dad was like never at home or something because okay so your mother your mother had to like sort that out on her own yeah yeah and she was like fundraising in the pubs in the evening Uh, so like she would just have to like leave all of us i guess we were asleep or something and she like go to the pub and then sell roses she had like a van Mm -hmm. full of roses yeah and then she'll go from pub to pub and sell roses in the evening. Wow. Okay, that's interesting because that's the first I've heard of people doing that all on this side of the Atlantic. Uh, I, I know oh, yeah. people who did that in America, uh, like mm. you know, uh, people who are our parents' generation um, mm. would do that to support themselves. Um, mm. But I didn't. This is the first I've heard of it happening um, on on this side of the Atlantic. So that's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then yeah, sometimes the rose because roses have like a deadline on when you mm. can sell them. So she said sometimes she couldn't go out because like one of us was like awake or crying or making trouble or something. And then yeah, she couldn't sell roses and they will all just like go to waste or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and they like lived in council house and some like council lady would come by and like check on my mom because she, yeah, she was like alone mm. with like six six kids. And my mom, like, had to keep on, like, lying to her and saying, like, yeah, my husband is here. He's here. Like, Whoa. Um, like even though he kind of wasn't. Yeah. But, yeah. So, because so, she was, like, afraid that they would, like, take us away, um, like, the child's custody or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, God, that's, that's uh, awful. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, six kids in the cult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, we, yeah, but yeah, we lived in the council, and then, yeah, eventually we ended up uh, moving to Norway, because my dad got mission there instead, because they needed, okay. like, a new church leader in Norway. Okay. Yeah, so. When, when, how old were you when you moved there? Yeah, I was just born, so I was just one years old. Oh, okay, mm. tiny, all right, okay. Yeah, but my sister, she was, like, getting her, like, uniform, school uniform in England, <laughs> and like just about to like start school or something or like, I don't know they were like I don't know we still had like the uniforms yeah. from England that like they just purchased so it wasn't like planned out that we would move it was kind wow. of sudden yeah yeah okay. uh, and then yeah we that's a big that's that's a big thing to do to just overnight decide to move with six <laughs> kids to from from London to Norway yeah exactly yeah it's very disruptive 
yeah my mom she, she said she had to like give away so much stuff that mm. she like had and which she kind of like misses uh, yeah. just because it was so like they had to like quickly move and like yeah yeah and, you, and then the church is all like yeah material stuff is just earthly stuff and you don't need it and like mm. just of course like let go of it <laughs> like, easy for them to say yeah so yeah I guess she she was a little bit like I don't know I just remember hearing her like being like oh yeah my stuff and I had to give away all this nice stuff and, I don't know like wool stuff and, okay. but yeah yeah so they drove over through France and um, went to Norway moved in a with our van yeah which had a steering wheel on the wrong side yeah. <laughs> And then suddenly we're like, oh, we're in Norway, <laughs> driving <laughs> on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, we're like in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we moved down in in Norway, in Oslo. And then some church member uh, um, helped us, luckily, to for my parents to be able to buy a house. Oh, wow. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, but in Norway, there's like a system where you pay down the house really slowly. Uh, or like you have a loan but then you also kind of pay an extra like some so it was really cheap the house okay. and then it was also like during the financial crash it was kind of just lucky that the houses okay. were so like the properties were so cheap at that yeah. time okay yeah so that was at least good <laughs> but yeah and okay. then um. yeah and then like grew up in Norway most of my life and <laughs> yeah I guess I should just get on oh yeah yeah so yeah grew up in Norway yeah so most all my memories are in Norway actually okay yeah it sounds like if you were a year old when you when you moved there then that's where you're gonna what, yeah that's what you're gonna remember yeah I don't remember anything but my siblings they went to school in England okay. and uh, yeah and uh, had to learn Norwegian my older siblings uh yeah, and went to like this like special class to learn Norwegian. Yeah. the first years. Um, yeah, because we moved to like a multicultural part of Oslo. Uh, okay. So yeah, there was like a special class for like a lot of like, kids that had just come to Norway. All right, to, that's, like, well, learn, that's good. Learn. Yeah, 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 and then uh, yeah, we <laughs> live in Norway. Where am I? <laughs> okay, yeah, and then. So what was the what was the community like in Norway? Like were there other families and kids around your age? Um oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like such a big community, but like we were like uh maybe a hundred people all together. Okay. But yeah, there was actually kids my age just happened to be not everybody had kids their age. Yeah. Uh so a hundred people is what, maybe like 25 or 30 families something like that 20 to 30 families something like that yeah I think there was more in the beginning like maybe 150 or yeah. something okay. but a, a lot of people like just left over time yeah uh yeah <laughs> okay and that was like even smaller probably yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah that and uh we yeah so then oh yeah my dad just took the first job um he could find okay. because they he had to like pay bills yeah. and like yeah so he just did like newspaper delivery because like when you have like a resume with like nothing 
for like yeah. 10 or 15 years or something. Yeah. <laughs> for like for 20 years of resume. Yeah. What do you, what do you put on your resume for? Yeah. You can't, there's nothing really. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, both my parents like had like a gap of like 20 years with like yeah. nothing because they did like mission stuff Yeah. for 20 years and yeah, yeah didn't really have income either. Mm. Like they had to live so poor in England and yeah, because yeah. like all the money went like to the church, like because they did fundraising for a living. Yeah, and got like council money, mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, I guess they had to like hide that they were like in in the church, and, <laughs> and that's why. Oh, they, really? I don't know. Maybe like yeah. I'm just wondering. Like, well, oh yeah, no, yeah, probably to get the council money. Probably if the if the council maybe the council saw what they were earning. Even though probably all of it was going to the church, the council would have been like, "Oh, you don't, uh, you know, you don't qualify for funding," or I, I don't know exactly how that worked. But I could, I could see how it would be in their interest to, to not be transparent with the council. About yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Because it's like they're doing all this <laughs> kind of weird stuff. Like they're not living yeah. the like normal life. Like, yeah, and working. even like yeah, your dad being gone and them being. Like oh actually he's here I could see that as as well yeah like trying to sort of like mm-hmm. fit into what the council yeah, is looking exactly. for oh yeah oh yeah like the bit oh, yeah sorry. oh yeah no I guess it was just a single like okay. I was like is it my internet oh but yeah 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 and then I just I start growing up in Norway and then yeah my earliest <laughs> I think my earliest memory like possible is like that I was like oh yeah because my mom took us to Champion when we were really young like everybody uh what all six siblings yeah yeah we have like a picture like in Champion which yeah I guess Whoa. people in podcasts know that that's yeah like... yeah they should they should know I'll just say now it's like the church kind of like spiritual workshop center in Korea yeah, um, in some rural part of Korea. Yeah, it's or, in the ma- it's in the mountains of Korea. Yeah, it's actually like in a protected mountain area, so it's like they weren't actually allowed to build there, but then oh, they built really? there. Anyway. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually like your. It was like a no build zone. The whole it's like a nature. It is, reserve. yeah, because it it is like a nature reserve. I've been there, and like it, it's mm. like. It is just in the middle of nowhere, just all these like pristine mountains, and then you go up this road, and there's this like church compound. So, yeah, it yeah, so like surprise uh, me now that you mention it. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess the rules were just more loose back then. So. Or the church just doesn't care. That's what they do. They just it doesn't don't. care. Yeah. yeah, they just start building. Uh, but yeah, and then yeah, my earliest memory was in Champyong, like wow. being held by my mom, and then this like yeah the big hall with a lot of people standing in rows and like looking at the stage to their dear leader (laughs) and then there was like a holy wine ceremony where it's like yeah you're gonna become purified drink this holy wine and everybody's like yeah and then like having those tiny little cups of like wine yeah they're for the audience they're kind of like a thimble full of of wine like a tiny tiny little cup it's like plastic shot glasses <laughs> yeah it's like a plastic it's like a tiny plastic shot glass of wine and just to kind of set the scene like so we've mm-hmm. talked about on this show there's like the, the there when when this whole scam first started 
there was one like blessing. It was like Reverend Moon, like like the marriage blessing. Reverend Moon, like you know, giving his, these people his blood lineage effectively. Uh, yeah. But then once like all those people got married, got blessed, and having kids, to like con- continue the 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 grift, basically, the church was like, oh, now there's another blessing another like level of blessing that everyone can can benefit from if they go to Chungpyong and they pay the money and they and they do all this do, you know they 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 do the the courses and the conditions and whatever yeah, they can get the blessing people. they become yeah. cleansed and then they, they all then, then they take the holy wine again uh yeah. to achieve that level of blessing um yeah there's so many holy wines ceremonies all exactly time. exactly and then guess yeah. what this, this ne- next year oh you're so lucky there's another level that you can that you, yeah you these can they say that they're like you're so lucky and then yeah yeah <laughs> they actually they remember that like yeah. yeah this is like maybe the last one yeah. so nope there's never a last one <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're like oh so the sins you do now might not be erased through this holy wine next time or like yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> wow so your first memory was one of those ceremonies yeah I was like in being held in my mom's arms and then I was because it was I remember it really well because I thought it was kind of traumatic as a kid mm-hmm. because I was like what the heck's going on I was like freaking out I was like why and then I was like why are they forcing this drink in my mouth oh they made <laughs> you take the holy wine yeah, yeah I was just like a little kid how old yeah. were you I have probably four years old or something oh my God. five or four yeah so yeah and then this Korean leader like came up and was like like you have to make sure she takes the wine and then my mom's like yeah yeah and then I was like no I'm not gonna take the wine so I was like crying and then that, and then my mom like forcefully like shoved her finger hmm. oh yeah because the leader was like just dip your finger in it and like put it in her mouth and like forcefully put it in my mouth <laughs> so I guess that's why I remember it so well <laughs> yeah yeah I had to get purified <laughs> as a four-year-old as a four-year-old yeah as a four-year-old because <laughs> I had done you're so ar- many sins you're already <laughs> sinful you're already yeah. sinful yeah it isn't enough just being born in the church is like no. still has to take the wine all yeah the time. <laughs> here's the thing I thought we were I thought we were born without sin yeah. And then, so like what happened in those four years for yeah. you that would require you to take that yeah um, <laughs> yeah 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 exactly God. yeah so yeah and then jumping at that time was like tense and like it was like nothing yeah so if you were you're born in 94 you think this happened when you're around four or five years old so this would have been 98 99 yeah like kind of like late 90s um Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember going there in '94 when it was like it was like nothing. It was like just tense at that point. And then I went again in '98, I think. And then there was kind of more there, but still out of like strong tent vibes, um, yeah. but just like tense with sort of like like wooden floors, um, like yeah. a little more than just dirt basically yeah they Uh, just had like plastic mats on the floor or something yeah it was like just on the ground i think yeah or like something really simple yeah exactly yeah Yeah, just tense and there was like it was like nothing there yeah and how big was this 
room like especially when you were small it must have felt quite big and I appreciate this is a long this is a long time ago when you were very young but mm-hmm. how big did it feel when you were there with all these people around yeah in my head it was quite big but they had a main tent where they did those like big gatherings yeah and then but I remember just being in the small tents mostly mm. and then sometimes being like left behind there because I was so young and I was sleeping or something Okay. yeah like we literally have a picture and, and I was like in the pram or something because uh, I was just like four or five <laughs> so my mom Whoa. was yeah still pushing me around yeah yeah my parents were like church leaders in Norway so I guess they felt they had to be really hardcore and do everything okay. like after the book and like go to Champion right. told to go okay. to Champion. yeah they had to kind of like set the <laughs> set the example for yeah, the, for the community. Yeah, set so the example. Yeah, so we're like looked upon as like kind of an example family, I guess sometimes. Yeah, but like not really because we're just like chaotic six kid family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's no example family. Everybody's just normal. We're like, but yeah, my parents were hardcore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, attending all the events and <laughs> yeah. Wow. And And especially with you and your five siblings there, that's mental. And do you know how long you went for? Like how many weeks are we talking about? Yeah, we're probably not so long that first time. But um, yeah, I I don't remember. Yeah, I just remember that tent and like getting sick from like the water and like vomiting and stuff. (laughs) Everybody was vomiting and all the kids because we're used to like a lot cleaner water yeah in like norway yeah and then yeah the adjustment is too much Mm. in short time and then my brother he like electrocuted himself accidentally because it it was like an open pole that you could just touch openly it was everything was just really primitive yeah and like simply built up and uh, yeah 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 and then somebody somebody luckily like grabbed my brother some in a, some special way that managed to pull him off the electric Whoa, so or something. he was like stuck to it be, because of the electricity yeah it was like really like strong or something everything Whoa. was just so simply built by members yeah because uh, yeah, i remember when i was there last time in champion now they have a museum and then now they're showing all the pictures from that like first primitive <laughs> tent okay. time and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I experienced when I was like four years oh, older. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so, well, okay, so you, you just mentioned kind of going there and seeing the museum. Uh, and obviously, you were there at a very young age. How many, how many times have you, have you been there? Yeah, too many times. Uh, I don't know. It's like so many, I almost can't count, but at least 16. 17 or something times holy Um, shit yeah like workshops (laughs) between between that between just so between like 98 and when was the last time you were there uh what year in 2019 (laughs) so between 98 and 2019 so that's Mm -hmm. a span of 21 years uh and you were there more than 16 times that's nearly once a year um yeah it's so many times nearly 20 years yeah uh, <laughs> my mom really shit. loved champion <laughs> yeah and did, the... did she actually love it or did she just feel like 
she needed to love it uh she kind of like actually but yeah she also like i don't know my mom was just really like into the church stuff okay she kind of really liked it. and i guess it was kind of a vacation away from her six kids or something i don't know <laughs> or like from her like work vacation but it's not a vacation, <laughs> not it's, a vacation. it's horrible it's <laughs> but like n- yeah it is horrible um yeah wh- wow yeah and even in those 10 days it was really horrible like i remember hearing some uh, first gen lady talk about the 10 days like when it was still tense and she's like yeah everybody just got sick and we were like barely surviving and it was mm. like everyone was gonna like die from like cold and I guess she went like in the winter yeah and then uh, yeah and then oh yeah and they came to the airport with like muddy and dirty clothes and like I don't know <laughs> like and then everybody's looking at them like what where have you been <laughs> like like barely surviving Jesus but yeah it was yeah we had to go to Champion because it's like the holy ground. <laughs> mm. So did did all of your siblings go for each of those trips or did at least most of them go for, for each of those trips? Yeah, because yeah, they like splurged on bringing our whole family at least like two or three times when we were kids. Okay. So, yeah. sometimes, so sometimes everyone <clears throat> would go and sometimes oh, not everyone would go. Yeah. Yeah. So the first times we would all go. And yeah. then, yeah, and then growing up, it was sometimes just me and my sister and my brother. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so that's, like, the first activities after moving to Norway that were, like, church-related, mm. other than going to the church center every Sunday. Okay. So, yeah, and then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and then when I was five years old, then my f- um, parents started saving up because Jardim happened, yeah oh yeah let's talk about that i don't think we, we haven't talked about that much on on this show so oh okay yeah we talked a lot about Pyong, but not a lot about jardim so yeah. jardim was was meant to be kind of like the Pyong of south america sort of uh and it, it was in brazil it's like in the yeah in rural brazil basically in so rural brazil yeah yeah like, I, i've never been but it sounds like you've been yeah yeah i've been there when i was five years old so i don't remember everything but you can kind of remember things when you're five yeah 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 so then um yeah my parents start saving up like crazy because the tickets are like expensive for eight people <laughs> yeah uh, jesus yeah so my brothers they were delivering newspapers to help pay for the trip okay and i think it was also kind of like planned that we would move there or something so like to, first we- to brazil yeah, because it was supposed to be like the new Garden of Eden. Yeah, then... I re- I remember there was a lot of like talk and like speculation. Even so, this was happening in the U.S. at the same time. Like like some church families were like, oh, "Okay, how do we move to Brazil? How do?" And it like there was a lot of talk, but I don't think anyone ever actually really pulled it off. Basically, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're gonna all move here, and we're all gonna have one big happy mini village." Or, yeah, and like Garden of Eden. And, oh yep. God. It's like exactly like every other cult that existed. I know. Like, they all moved to rural Brazil for some reason. Because it's so rural, like nobody it takes ages to get out of there so you can't escape. Yeah, you're and, stuck, right? Yeah, so you're you, stuck. So what was it? Can you t- can you walk us through the journey like from Oslo to Jardim? Like what is that what are the what does the transport look like? What how, how does that work? Uh, 
yeah, it was so early in probably 2000 or something when transport was a bit more primitive or something. But yeah, and then um, so my parents like almost missed, uh, they like, we almost didn't make the planes that we paid, saved okay. so much Whoa. because like we weren't like, it was like chaos and then they yeah. were really stressed. But we luckily made the plane because it, another member that lived right by, she held the bus and forced the bus driver to stay there and wait for us. Wow. So, we, and then the bus driver was getting really mad at her or something. And then she's like, no, they have to make their plane. And I don't know. So another member like helped my parents make the plane by wow. like forcing the bus driver. And then, yeah, and then I guess we flew and then my mom talked about this like bus that was like so long and so hot and there was yeah. no air condition. Mm-hmm. And then she was like feeling bad for me or something because it was so hot and it was so long bus ride or something. Mm-hmm. So I guess we took a bus from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. To Yeah. And Jardim is like more north in like the Amazon region. Okay. Most of Brazil's population is more in the south. Yeah. Or no. Uh, yeah more in the south yeah 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 i get confused because it's like upside down oh yeah because yeah, you're it's like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah i was like wait yeah. north south yeah, their south is your north yeah yeah so north. south is yeah. more yeah. cold and north yeah it's more hot yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah but yeah so the, and then we moved there and or, or didn't move there but like we stay there for some time okay like, like like weeks or months do you know yeah, I think we were there for like a month or two, wow. at least during the summer vacation or okay. something like that. Okay. And yeah. and what was it like th- there? Oh, yeah. What did you, what did you do during the days there? Yeah. We all stayed in this communal building, which had like bunk beds. Uh, but then because we were a family, we had our own like kind of room, but we still shared it with some other people, I think. Okay. And there was just a lot of bunk beds and everything was just concrete. Nothing's painted, very like simple. And uh, yeah, I just remember like this concrete place with like a lot of hallways and like bunk wow. beds. <laughs> and then uh, and then there was like a main building, which was like an eating place where we everybody got food. And there was like a kitchen and they were making like big quantities to mm-hmm. feed everybody. And uh, and then some lady made like some little school. So they even made like a school for the kids. Okay. And it, like me and my sister were kind of young still. I was like five. Mm. I think I was still and, in kindergarten or something. Yeah. And wait, so I, I should have asked this earlier. So how how much older than you is your oldest sibling? Oh, yeah. 12 years. Yeah. Okay. So if you were five, they were 17. Yeah, they were teenagers. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my, apparently, my dad didn't give them any pocket money ever, so they'd start like stealing from the store or something. <laughs> yeah, okay. and then some other members saw that, and then they're like, "Oh, your kids are so bad; they're stealing." Uh, it's like, yeah, I don't know. But it's like that's just how it is. You don't have any money, and then you're just in this place. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, also, I'm just, I'm also thinking about this, like, school in Jardim, like, you can't really have a school that teaches, like, from age five to 17. It's not, it's not a real school. No, yeah, it's just mixed <laughs> with, like, a lot of kids, different ages. Yeah. And yeah. there was, like, some lady, which was way too, like, enthusiastic and, like, yeah, stay. But she, like, she'd look for me and my sister. She, like, hunt us down. 
and me and my sister were like, oh, like really scared of that lady. And we're like, yeah. like, oh, we can't walk here. Otherwise that lady might see us. <laughs> like We're like plotting how to escape that lady. Okay. And then uh, she, because she really wanted us for her performance. So we were just, we, it wasn't even a school. We were just standing on the stage All practicing right. some song or performance that we we're going to perform eventually maybe to Sun Young Min or something. Okay. Yeah. Were there, um, did they do things like in Chungpyeong? Like, did they have the the singing and the, the Ansu sessions like Chungpyeong? Oh, yeah. No, they didn't have that. Okay. I think, I think they were going to make it into like some resort or something. Okay. They, were, they like tried, they made like some boat trip and like, they were like going to make it into like a place where people can visit, like like a Disneyland or something. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure, but they ended up having like a, f- like some roller coaster ride that they put there or something. Whoa. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's what I heard. Or maybe it's just like in my head for some reason. But yeah, I don't know. I just remember like spiders, like seeing that for the first time <laughs> and ostriches and like parrots and stuff. And oh yeah, and the piranhas in the lake. And my brother like oh, swam in the lake, <laughs> which oh. had piranhas. <laughs> oh. Apparently piranhas are kind of scared of humans. So they'll only come oh, with really? like there's blood or something. Oh, so my, okay. my brothers oh, okay. didn't get bitten or anything. Okay, good. But the people were like, What? You swam there? <laughs> you can't <laughs> swim there. Like the locals were like, um, Yeah, there was like local people there that were just like hanging out. And then. Uh, were they church members? The I guess so. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, my brother almost got lost in the jungle on a trip during like. Some chip somewhere, okay. and there was like sugarcane juice farms somewhere. Mm. But yeah, and then but yeah, and then they built some like big marble palace thing that they were building, oh, wow. and then there was like a lot of construction going on. And then one day, some part of the building or something was like finished. So then we were all invited as like a celebration because they finished this part of the building. Yeah, and then I just remember like having. There was like a buffet of food and I was like I was like so happy to like have that food. Yeah. Like jelly and like stuff kids like. <laughs> and I I think I was like really whiny about the food all the time. And yeah. I always wanted ice cream. I was just a kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's understandable. The food in these places is never good. It's never it's good, like yeah. It's always terrible. It's just communal. It's communal <laughs> like Yeah. Like uh, mass like made mass like slop. For, slop for food period. yeah, it's, like, yeah. It's not good <laughs> yeah yeah and then my mom she's like really short as she like found like during the building when we walked past the building stuff she's like really short she found like a nugget of gold so i don't know she afterwards she's like yeah i'm so sure it was gold so i don't know <laughs> so i'm like wondering like did, is that is that she, why she hey, keep yeah. it did she bring it back with no, her? No, she picked it up because it was kind of dirty. So she's like, okay. oh, it's probably not. And then, but then afterwards she saw what nugget of gold looks like or something. And she's like, oh, I feel, I'm so sure it was huh. gold or something. I don't know, <laughs> like on a bus ride or something. <laughs> but I'm like, is that why it like, because apparently like Jardim, the church story of Jardim was what I'm heard through lectures in Champion was that like they had to go to Brazil because we weren't, they weren't accepted for their building a palace in uh, the like the big palace that they have in the mountain now. Yeah. They weren't accepted to build that there in the mountain because it's a 
like yeah, oh, nature. Chungpyeong. Yeah, it's a nature reserve. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then they didn't get accepted, so then they're like, oh, okay, where can we get accepted to build this mm. big palace? Because we have to build a big mansion palace. Of course we do. For God, <laughs> for uh, God, for, for God, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, for yeah. Yeah. Moon. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so then they got accepted in Brazil. So then they're all like, yeah, we're gonna move everything to Brazil now, and then we're gonna start okay. this Garden of Eden. And then, uh, yeah, and then suddenly, like, the papers weren't signed properly or something. And then, I don't know, like, some Brazilian mafia was like, this is, like, not your land, we're going to take it or yeah. something. And then they I... would drive by with, like, guns or something and, like, to, like, threaten people away. Whoa. That's what I heard from Brazilian members. <laughs> I, I remember hearing something about this. Like, something happened. I So I didn't hear that that was the reason that they started Jardim. I, it's funny, I, I just... I remember hearing that it was this whole new thing where, where you know, it's God's promised land, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I didn't, I never heard that it was because they weren't allowed to build the palace that they wanted in Korea. Yeah. Um, that's what they told the, in China. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's some new insight for me. But I had, I remember hearing that it, it, the whole thing kind of, um, it, it just sort of collapsed or something happened either with yeah. the mafia or with the government or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something happened. And then they just kind of stopped applying their focus there. And I think they just had to, had to leave and just like left the property there effectively after a few years. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what happened. happened. Yeah. They had to leave it. Something mafia. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. I also heard so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah and my dad he bought two cows from a farmer there because he was like what? sure he, they're gonna live there eventually so then and then the <laughs> farmer was like yeah it's a male and female cow so apparently he spent all our like money <laughs> that we had like extra cash to buy a cow yeah and then that's why like we didn't have any pocket money like so much <laughs> some like what? farmer was like the best negotiator <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah Oh well, my god! And then he, or, yeah, he, he know the farmer negotiated like, yeah, it's a male and female cow, so when they have babies, you will have more cows. Mm. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so apparently, like my dad has some like paper where he signed, and he has like cows, two cows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. God. So I guess the local people were like, <laughs> the local people saw these moonies coming in, and they're like, we know, we we can, we know what to do here. We can... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess there were some local people there. So how many, did you say you went there more than once throughout your childhood? Uh, to Jardim? No, just one time. Just once. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We went back and we never visited again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I think like when I, like other people that I've spoken to, it feel like no one's been there more than once. Everyone like it's not like Chungpyeong where it had this it has this long, longevity, so mm-hmm. and people go there and come back year after year, blah blah blah. Like yeah. Jardim was sort of a blip, uh, and people a whole bunch of people went f- over the span of a year or two, but then no one ever went back. Yeah, point. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just a one-time thing, and then yeah. they they finally got accepted in Korea eventually, probably for mm. a lot of bribes or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure money was involved. <laughs> yeah. So then suddenly they were allowed to build this palace in the nature reserved okay, <laughs> territory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So then they are like, okay, we're moving back to Korea. <laughs> Didn't mm. work out with Brazil. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We don't, that, it's not a promised land anymore. <laughs> it's not a promised land. Yeah, because they were like so much it, like, yes, Garden of Eden. It's like, exactly. It's that's so much, where God wants us to be. <laughs> I remember all the hype. I remember all the hype about it. About yeah. It. Yeah. It's like, it's the new Garden of Eden, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I remember yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we went back to Norway. And then uh, my parents continued delivering newspapers for a living okay. and were full-time church leaders. Okay. Uh, which, wow. yeah, it was like tight with money with like six-kid family. And uh, yeah. I know like it's not a minimum paid job because it's like it depends on how many del- newspapers you deliver. Okay. But it, it's not like a very well-paid job either. Yeah, so. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, but yeah, now it's like a dead job. It doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> newspaper delivery. Yeah, newspaper. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about it. Right. Who does that yeah. anymore? Now it turned into postal delivery. <laughs> yeah. So did did they did their job switch to doing postal delivery over time? Or yeah, just before my dad retired, it turned into postal delivery. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of died out over time. Okay. Yeah. But then also like my brothers delivered newspaper newspapers. All, all four of them? Yeah, like all of us actually delivered newspapers. Like it was like a family thing to like deliver newspapers and then to like be able to make money and like so we'll afford like all of the donations and paying for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So so all you kids were working to afford the donations. Growing up, yeah, we were all working, yeah, yeah, to pay for like church stuff. And oh. I guess trips to Champyong and yeah. to liberate our ancestors. And of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you're so lucky to have the opportunity to go to Champyong for the 15th time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and become like sleep deprived and zombie like. <laughs> yeah. And uh, watched over by Korean leaders. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So when I was like eight years old, uh, that was like the first time I like delivered newspapers. Uh, yeah, so like I'll come home, straight home from school, and then I won't be like do your homework. It'll be like I'm like come quickly, like we need to deliver newspapers. And I don't even know if we like had time to eat so much. Yeah, we'll just go straight oh. to work after school. So would you, were you like riding a bike or just or walking and hand like how? Were you yeah, doing? riding a bike. Yeah, right. Okay. Because it was a bit further away from where we live, and then okay. uh, ride a bike, which yeah, it's kind of heavy, like a pile of newspapers, and like yeah. running around, putting in post box and stuff. Yeah, so I, I did that like uh, every day after school. So it wasn't like priority to like do homework or no. become good at school. Yeah. <laughs> so Ed- education like... sounds like it was deprioritized. Yeah, like we need to make monies for the moonies. <laughs> like yeah. That's more important. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah. So like all of my siblings and me, we all like grew up delivering newspapers after school. Like until I was like fifteen, I delivered wow. newspapers. Wow. Every day almost, and then, uh, well, at least I got really physically strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's one of that. Uh, yeah yeah my uh, my brother and i we both like think we have like some back issue because of like carrying those heavy bags mm, of newspapers yeah from, from a young, like, age. A young age yeah 
Yeah, and like growing up with like doing so hard labor. Mm. Um, yeah, because it's like it's winter in Norway, and then it becomes ice, and you're oh, on the bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. And wait, was this in? This is still in Oslo, not quite northern Norway. Yeah, Oslo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's still cold and dark there, just not as cold and dark as where you are now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was like really icy, like a lot of up and down hills because Norway's yeah. not flat. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was really hard labor. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I was falling back in school all the time. Mm. And I was always like the slowest reader in my class. And uh, yeah. And like, didn't know math like I was really bad at math mm. because I didn't have I don't know I just delivered newspapers and then I came home and you don't want to yeah. do homework until you go to bed like how many like, hours oh, were, were you were you were you delivering after school yeah it takes like three or four hours or something wow. the whole thing wow and then it becomes okay. like kind of late and yeah so you're doing your school's done at three you're doing that till six or seven Mm-hmm. and it's like you're probably having dinner and going to bed um yeah no time for school work there yeah yeah so that was kind of sad <laughs> yeah 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 that's and then, a huge downside yeah for you I mean just think about that you and your six siblings all you know your education is being neglected as a result of the mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah bullshit yeah <laughs> Yeah, and my sister and me would always like fight and be like, "No, it's your turn to deliver newspaper today. It's your turn." Because we like switch sometimes on okay. like who goes. Okay. And then yeah, yeah. So like delivering newspapers and yeah, and also like on Sundays because you get paid more to deliver newspapers Sunday morning. Yeah. Because for some reason, old Norwegian people love getting their newspaper at like six o'clock in the morning. Like it has to be on their doorstep. And if it's like one minute late, they'll like complain. <laughs> it's like a traditional thing from like the past. Okay. Like they were so used to getting their Sunday morning newspaper. So okay. yeah. Yeah. And we deliver newspaper like in this like rich area of, of um, it's not in Oslo, but it's kind of on the outskirts. It was like this richer place and a lot of yeah. rich old people and yeah. like big houses. I remember. And then, yeah. And then the, <laughs> Uh, oh yeah yeah then like yeah yeah we even delivered to like the <laughs> Shell Magnebonik house the, uh, the what house Shell Magnebonik which was like the prime minister uh, before oh, really? Norway oh okay okay yeah because he lived in that area <laughs> okay wow. yeah and he was one of the people who like went to like uh on like some Muni event and was like yeah they're great people and like oh, yeah. wow so yeah. that shit was still that, that shit was happening in Norway too that, yeah like, I didn't that grift that con the political yeah yeah I didn't wow. even know I was like how do they fish him like and make yeah. him go there it's like I don't even know how that happened <laughs> yeah damn yeah but yeah on Sunday morning it was like so tiring because we had to wake up like four in the morning and then yeah. We were just like dragged out of our beds and like, yeah, you have to go and like kind of like aggressively so wait, out of did, our beds. Did you guys deliver newspapers instead of saying pledge on Sunday mornings? Yeah, I think we woke up, we said pledge, and then we went to deliver newspapers. Oh, man. So we like woke up extra early to like be yeah. able to say pledge first. And then everybody's just grumpy and tired and like, oh, let's yeah. just get this over with. And then 
would deliver a newspaper on Sunday morning. And my mom would like dress my sister up in like boy clothes and me. Because she's like, oh, I don't want anybody to see like a young girl, like a 12-year-old girl running around alone, 12 in the morning. <laughs> so she like dress us up and then, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then we come really tired to church. Mm-hmm. And then people didn't really, nobody knew that we had been delivering newspapers since like three or four in the morning. Yeah. And then, um, so we would just like fall asleep all the time at church. And then people would be like, oh, why are you falling asleep all the time? And be like judgmental. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So we're just kind of annoying. And I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it was so that. frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it, it's frustrating just hearing it. Uh, it yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, Talk about exploitation. That's... Yeah, it was like, instead, it was always like the best cartoons also on Sunday uh, morning. So it was you also like, them. yeah. <laughs> I was like, darn it, why do you put it on Sunday morning? <laughs> it's like all the people who go to church are like, can't watch them. Like the new episodes and like the special episodes and stuff. So we like watched them a bit and then we were like, ah, and we like dragged to church. Yeah yeah and then yeah so but yeah also like yeah growing up it was like it's kind of crazy <laughs> it's like uh, yeah and then um yeah i went to public school like okay Norwegian public school all right not the best uh, school <laughs> yeah and i guess and my my assumption is that they're because the community is smaller in Norway, there probably was no like Mooney Elementary School or or and no there were no Mooney schools that you could attend. No, yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. just Sunday okay. school. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's actually good. I mean, in a sense, I think that's a good byproduct of having a smaller community is that there was weren't enough people to support uh, a full time elementary school, which meant that you and your siblings could go to a normal public school yeah yeah so that's good because <laughs> yeah. i didn't i didn't know you, you had like schools in america i was kind of yeah. shocked when i heard that because yeah. i listened to all of your guys's podcasts okay okay <laughs> almost all episodes and, okay okay and yours and uh yeah ren robot yeah and, yeah 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 and uh yeah rs meyer oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. almost yeah. all yeah so i mean caught up that's, that's good that's good to hear um yeah. but yeah yeah no no the u.s the u.s had a bunch of these um mm. bunch of these educate so-called educational institutions and then i guess that also it it sounds like you it doesn't sound like there were any of these group child care facilities in norway either it sounds like you know you live with your parents I, and... yeah no no okay. england sometimes we would be like dropped off at a member's house a lot or like there was some member that was kind of uh, like supposed to take care of the kids okay like was that like like you'd stay there overnight or just for the day or yeah like I think some member had to look after us so that my mom could go fundraising okay and earn money for them yeah (laughs) oh my god yeah and then uh yeah so I think just in England a bit Norway that okay, didn't but exist. Norway, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know. It, like communities kind of depend on the area they're like from that they are in, I guess. Okay. So they get a bit mixed in of culture sometimes. Yeah. So, so I just like, 
like I guess the intensity sometimes depends on like yeah. also the culture of the yeah. country or something. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, so I'm not sure. Like, I, I don't think the memories in Norway are that intense, but like also it's... like I don't know because like Norway has a lot of like uh, intense Christian background, so it's like oh, it's like both. I guess I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, just like but yeah, my sense in talking to people is that it the whole it just it was just a bit less hardcore in Europe than it was in in the US, like a little less the average person was less fanatic uh mm-hmm. about it. But having said that, you've just told me how, like the amount of intensity that your parents applied to getting you and your six <laughs> siblings to go yeah. to Chungpyong 16 times. I don't think I know anyone in the U.S. who's done that. Um, so uh, uh, I, I don't know where it is more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I was like, I always thought America was less intense because oh, I heard really? like a lot of American BCs <laughs> were like drinking and they're like, yeah, it's no deal, no big deal, like yeah. just like a little alcohol. And then in Europe, it was like nobody drank. Like it was like no drinking. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, at least in Norway, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I guess. I don't know what people do behind doors. Yeah. But, <laughs> but at least nobody okay. talked about it or something. Okay. But yeah. So yeah, I feel I thought so then I was like, oh, Europe is actually kind of hardcore in some ways. Because yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that surprises me. It I would think you know it's uh, Europe in general is just more liberal about everything. So yeah, so we're like mixed because Europe in general is liberal. Yeah. So it's like I did grow up very like with European culture and like yeah, like America is more conservative in general. Yeah. Uh, like with things and yeah. yeah, their media and stuff and people yeah. say like God in media like yeah, and like the, the money has like the God yeah uh, in God we trust That's and awful. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah, some things are more like religious culturally in America. Yeah. And Europe is like Europe has a like very uh, like religious background. Like like it was really intense before, and now they're kind of like trying to move away. They've kind of like it's like kind of like post religion as a society in general. Like, but more so than the U.S. Way more so than the U.S. But with some, some yeah. glaring. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, the members would be kind of hardcore with like. I guess champion and I don't know, but it depends on the family and the parents and the people. Yeah. I guess. Did you think like were the other families in Norway were they also like sending their kids to Chungpyong virtually every year? Yeah, they got kind of influenced by my mom, I guess, or like okay. my. Dad, well, yeah, I guess your parents. Your, well, yeah, your parents were setting the example, right? Yeah, setting their example, <laughs> and they were so hardcore. So, and yeah, so we would I would sometimes go Chungpyong with other Norwegians. Okay. And for like a summer workshop uh for like yeah <laughs> so yeah sometimes they mm. would go but they just go like one time the other kids from other families and then they'd be like okay i've experienced that i guess and then... <laughs> okay one time is enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like my sleep and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't need to do that again <laughs> yeah oh, and sleep man. and freedom <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah oh man so so yeah what was what was it like going to school going to public school over there what, did people know you were Mooney? did uh, like did, did the other kids know know that you were 
mm. part of this? No, I was told not to tell anybody. Interesting. And yeah, I remember trying to tell one of my neighborhood friends. I was like, yeah, by the way, like this Korean guy, he's like really good. And like, I was like trying to witness to her because I was so like already from a kid. I was like, mm. so like programmed, like you have to witness and tell people how great Samyam Yun is mm-hmm. and stuff. So, and then my sister afterwards, she's like, no, don't tell her. That's weird. Like, she doesn't know about that kind of stuff. Like, so then, mm. I don't know. My sister kind of told me to keep it secret, I guess. And my mom was just like, yeah, I don't know. Don't really need to tell people. And that, but my mom, she like randomly tried to witness to random people on the bus all the time. Mm. Like, and my parents would always go around giving pamphlets to people in the streets and yeah, try to. But in but in Europe or in Norway, they kind of paint the picture of Unification Church as like we're going to bring world peace and like unite all religions and families, and so it's kind of like this peace aspect yeah. that's being built, like advertised, and not so much like the Sun Young Minister New Jesus. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's what they do in a lot of that's that's kind of that's how they try to sell it in most places is that, okay like, that's how they that's right. how they start the conversation is yeah. hey world peace and love and unifying the religions and yeah but then it's like a but, false advertising. I, is it completely false advertising yeah, <laughs> yeah as you as you spend more time with it then it's like oh by the way moon is the yeah. messiah by the way you got to give them all your money by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly it's like slowly fishing them in and yeah, but then, yeah. but it's an interesting thing you mentioned there because it, the people that are involved in it, they they still think that it's about the first thing. They're still like, oh, we're building a world of peace. We're building, you know, we're going to be uniting all the religions. But they still yeah. think it's about the stuff that they were sold on in, initially. Um, yeah. Even though it's moved on to this other stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah, people think, that's what we're doing of course so that's what they sell yeah and like, yeah and norway has like the nobel peace prize and stuff so mm. the peace thing really like oh uh, it's like a good way of painting it yeah because they're like yeah uniting all religions and they'll have like this like interfaith meetings yeah i think it's like a lot like that in europe and then yeah. they'll invite like leaders from uh, like the mosque and the, like the jewish and the buddhist mm. and and they all stand and like pour the water in a bowl together. Yeah. And uh, be like, yeah, now we're unifying religion. And then they'll throw in some like of those four position foundation stuff. Yeah. Diagrams inside the PowerPoint. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And and they'll they'll throw in they'll throw in a bit of like oh, by the way, Moon is the Messiah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just like throw uh, that in randomly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are like oh. Uh, uh, people are like oh what was that what was that and then and yeah. then they're like. They're like, okay, everyone, take a picture together. Everyone smile. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then they're like, see, everyone, yeah. everyone's in agreement. They're all yeah. here. And then they take that photo and they like and they, they, said, yeah. And they put it on their website. They're like, look, exactly. look everybody, we're doing good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my it's, god. Oh, yeah. it's exactly. Exactly. It's funny. Every I think every Mooney kid knows that that like bait and switch. <sighs> like everyone's been in that room in various yeah. places and it's hilarious that it's like also happened in norway as well yeah and we're just like sitting there like looking at the outsiders like are they buying it yeah they, like, it... <laughs> like is this okay for, for them like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. just like yeah 
they're they're like, they, they look kind of puzzled and they're like, ah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's some like free cake in the end and they're like, ah, yeah, some cake. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, the, that's the trick that the Moonies are pulling. Uh, Cause they're, they're going to the members and they're saying, Oh, look, everyone's agreeing, you know, well, look, we just united this, this Muslim leader and, and, and this Jewish leader and this Christian leader. They're all, yeah. you know, yeah we're bringing world peace because they poured water inside a bowl <laughs> yeah and like yeah took a picture yeah yeah no that, that's still going on yeah. it's still happening here and here in london um, yeah yeah they like to do that in europe yeah. the peace thing and like yeah and like like <laughs> there's never that many guests because in norway yeah. like there's all it's always like same people or like yeah yeah they're, or they're like bad at advertising or something they're like put mm. it on the facebook post or something yeah, <laughs> and then nobody will see it and maybe mostly members in the room but the guests mm. don't know that they just yes. think everybody's our guests yeah. <laughs> it's like maybe five guests or something yeah, and the rest exactly. are members exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we're just like filling the seats like for yep. us to be there yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah going back to school yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that was that was great. It's it's really interesting just to hear about that happening because I like I was that I was that seat filler uh, as a kid. Yeah. Like uh, it's interesting just to hear about that happening. And yeah, know, I was actually at one event like that in England once. Okay. We flew to England because oh yeah because Moon came to the event uh, briefly. Okay. Yeah, one of the events. Oh, dude, yeah. we might have been we might have been in the same room then. Uh, yeah, maybe. You know, I feel like maybe I've seen you before. I always feel like that. It's possible because there was a time in like like the between 2005 and 2010, I think something like that, when he came to London at, uh, and he was there for like an evening or something like that, like like a day. Uh, and it was like a big deal. All the Moonies came and I got roped into it as well uh, to go like see him at a hotel in London, effectively. Yeah, yeah, it was like we stayed at yeah some hotel and then there was like, yeah, some hotel building or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a hall. And then... Yeah, they like rented a, rented a room in a hall in a... Yeah, yeah, yeah it was there. Yeah, and then they made us do like some random like confession on a paper. I probably event. had to do that. I think I probably had to do that as well. Yeah, and I was like twelve or something. I was like, oh, I was mean to my sister once. I don't know. Like, yeah, it was just like it's just so like. And then you had to write all your sins and confession on a paper mm-hmm. in that event, and then you had to go in the front of everybody to some box that's like in the front by the stage. Okay. Yeah, and then like put it inside the box so they like collect your stuff you wrote down, and they're like. I don't know. <laughs> like, what are they doing with the papers afterwards? Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm. So, yeah, that actually adds up. So, if you were born in '94, and that happened when you were 12, that would have been 2006, which is after. So, I moved to England in 2005, and for like a few years between like 05 and maybe like 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 10 ish, mm-hmm. um, I was still getting roped into to Mooney shit via my my ex-wife's parents basically and we, we definitely got roped into an event going to see moon uh, oh yeah at what I, time oh yeah I saw I, I, around this time around this time it oh yeah, yeah. Been when like, you were how old oh yeah uh, so it would have been around 2006 basically oh yeah uh, yeah yeah so i think i think we was the same i think we i think we've been to the same event basically yeah probably yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably we've stayed in uh, yeah in cleave house lancaster okay. gate no lancaster gate 
Yeah. 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 Lancaster Gate is the so so the yeah, the, the 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 church owns a building in Lancaster Gate in London. Yeah. Uh, they actually it's like two, a really rich area in London. It's a beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful area. Yeah. Unfortunately, the building's in disrepair now, but it's yeah. an amazing, it's an amazing location right next to Hyde Park. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually, yeah, the building is really nice, and you go in, and everything's like run down. And <laughs> I actually, I actually lived there. I lived there for five years. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of people live there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people who were like UC affiliated in London, especially like second generation. Like there, I don't know if they're still doing it in that building now, but there was a time when they would they would rent out rooms, uh, and they were they're like significantly below market rent. Um, for an amazing yeah. location in London. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I lived there for from like 2006 to 2011 or something like that. So yeah, yeah, I heard that they have some like apartments on the other side that they rent out or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Like one one side of the building is like the church uh, like offices, and the other side is apartments, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My friend ended up living in one of those apartments. Okay. For yeah, she got blessed to an English guy. And, okay. Yeah, she lived there as well. So she showed okay. me pictures of inside. Okay. But yeah, but I only been to the public side. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the basement is like really basementy. And uh, the basement was run down. Remember? Yeah. yeah. All the members were down there, <laughs> like okay. not allowed to use any of the other rooms or something. I don't know. And, like some out of date peanut butter and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a nice building. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they got it. Probably some member donated or something. Yeah, they bought it in the seventies. They bought I me mean, a oh, long time it. ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bought oh, yeah. it like in the seventies. Um, I think it was bef- maybe before Moon was, um, was banned from Europe, and they were. I think they they. I think they, there might have been a time when they sort of viewed maybe like london would be sort of like the 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 new york city of of europe for the church and would be like a mecca Mm -hmm. of you know a bunch of activity but then yeah and and so i think they bought it in preparation for that but then i don't that never really materialized um Mm -hmm. in terms of you know the the amount of activity happening yeah okay but they kept the building yeah they kept it yeah 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 because norway had like a really nice building like that but that was because a member had some old embassy building in Oslo okay. and he donated it sort of like okay. he gave it for like yeah like he let us use it or something yeah but yeah no but now we rent this like really or like not we but like they yeah yeah they rent like this really rundown place in like okay. the cheap part of Oslo and yeah it's so rundown yeah, <laughs> I mean, Moon once came to visit and it was like so embarrassing because it's so like, Injin came to Norway yeah, because she's together with Ben, and like, yeah. Oh. And Ben was in our community, and I saw him sometimes. He wasn't really in the church, though. Like, I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. That. Guy, oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so I, I don't know if the everyone who's listening knows what, what we're talking about here, but so Injin is one of Moon's kids, uh, and I uh, want adult one of Moon's daughters. I, yeah. <laughs> when i am i i think it was like in in the wake of moon's death in 2012 i think she was one of the people that was kind of considered maybe could be 
like able to sort of take his place uh yeah, might have even actually been a little bit before he died they were kind of mm-hmm. like grooming her to be like yeah a, a big so like time a leader, leader like a leader yeah, yeah. She, she was giving she, speeches and, she was giving yeah. speeches and it's it's hilarious so she she puts on a fake english accent it's horrible um, oh yeah she does uh, she does she does she's she's yeah. born in like new york new york state but she puts yeah. on a fake english accent <laughs> she probably um, has a new york accent <laughs> she she was she was married to a guy um uh i think his name is jin sung park he seemed like a like a coked up asshole pretty much yeah Um, yeah he was probably like an asshole yeah yeah, um, that's what i think (laughs) but then so engine was was like running what was going to become like the next evolution of the uc which is called love and life ministries um and uh in the midst of that um she started banging (laughs) um this guy named ben lawrenson who was in a band the, yeah. you couldn't make this shit up the band's name was sonic cult yeah uh, and they were a band that played at the love and life ministries um ceremonies anyway uh engine moon again you know the church is all about that sexual purity um, yeah, so forced that so much. Yeah. Injin was married to this guy Jin Sung. Um, I think that was his name. Anyway, uh, while she was married to him, um, she was banging this dude Ben Lorenzen, and they had a kid. Um, and that the the uh, the re- public release of the birth certificate of that kid. Uh, was a significant contributor to a lot of people leaving. And actually, if you listen to the interview that I did with Tim Porter, uh, yeah. we talk a lot. Uh-huh. Tim Tim was involved in the release of that birth certificate, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So basically bring it all for a full circle. This guy, Ben Lawrenson, was from Norway. And as a result, Injin came to Norway. Uh, did she come with Ben or just on her own? Uh, yeah, they visited together. So yeah, she long- just came to our awkward little church center how long ago was this um yeah not so long ago maybe like 2015 or something wow okay so this is after the kid after the illegitimate kid after 2017 i'm not sure yeah yeah, Yeah. this is after the kid after the scandal (laughs) yeah after the kids so the kid was with them yeah and then uh, wow and everybody's just like oh they just suddenly came like or no like maybe it was planned but like I don't. I didn't know they were gonna come. Like, no. <laughs> he has a giant pair of balls to come over there with her kid, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and Ben. Wow. Yeah, um, I guess she saw how the church center was, and I don't know. Well, no, it's the sense of it's it's the sense of entitlement, right? She she thinks she thinks she's she's still the daughter of the Messiah, and the church owes her whatever so she's gonna come and did she let me guess she she got up and gave a speech in front of people uh about something uh, or, or other no but she didn't she, okay i don't she didn't give i think she came after the sermon okay they came kind of like late or something in the end when everybody was like kind of already talking and standing around okay yeah they just came in briefly and, and then lawrence and sat down because his parents are um, always they come every Sunday and yeah so his parents are still our members yeah but his parents are both Norwegian they like met before they met the church okay so, so they did this like seven year separation thing and wow okay yeah 
yeah, so I think the oldest kids of the band, they're like Jacob's children or something. Yeah, and then yeah. Some, the okay. youngest ones are second gen. I don't know, like, if that's yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah, like it matters, right? <laughs> yeah, like but matters. yeah, so Ben, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I remember Ben, he, did, he wasn't really a member, but once he came to like practice some like child, he was like doing some course and like helping ne- special needs kids. Okay. And then he was like testing his course on us, second, the younger second gen, and kind of like writing feedback. I guess maybe for his like studies or something. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a nice guy though. I don't. Okay. Yeah, he he wasn't really coming so much to church. I just remember that. <laughs> wow, then, that's that's crazy that they made an appearance there. Wow. Yeah, and then they that's played. Wild. Yeah, he got randomly invited to play for the blessing in New York or something. Okay. I think that's when Injun and Ben met. And then, yeah, because I remember seeing that video because my sister was in the blessing. And then, okay, and then they're coming on the stage, like, wow, he's so great. And then, and then hearing the bald and the strawberry guy, I can't remember his name, Sean, Sean, gun, oh, yeah, gun, Sean, gun <laughs> yeah, 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 Sean. yeah, he was like, oh, this guy, people probably expect uh, Jesus, like, or like the Messiah to look more like him or something because he had like long hair and long beard, like, looks okay. like more jesus like i don't know it's like made a joke like that or something i don't know but yeah so <laughs> uh, that thing wow okay that's that was not something that i expected to capture on tape that is hilarious <laughs> um, the, so okay i, I uh, i'm just kind of cognizant of time here and want to make sure we kind of cover <laughs> a few more topics so i, I want to mm-hmm. kind of talk about so you you went to public school you know, all these experiences going to Chungpyeong, going to Jardim. Um, mm-hmm. Then um, what I, I want to kind of understand, like, well, yeah, did, did after high school, was there, did you do STF? Was there anything like that in, in Europe? Or was there anything like that for you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I ended up doing like done. Yeah, done. It, it's like a shorter per- version of STF. Okay. The guy that started it, he kind of worked with SDF Europe before, but then he didn't okay. like something the Korean people did or something. So he broke off and then he made his own okay. shorter what version. Is it, what does it stand for? Duh. Development of New Environment or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard of this. I don't know. It's just uh, some random words put together, <laughs> to be honest, okay. I think. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. So how long was it? Um was like three or four months or something okay so like a summer program like you wouldn't take a year off to do it you wouldn't no but you still kind of have to take a year off to be able to do it because it's in the months where you usually would have a semester oh it is oh okay yeah so yeah it's like from september to like december or something okay september october november all right all right so it's not a it's not a summer program it would still interfere with schooling yeah 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 so yeah because i yeah i got blessed and then uh, okay at 17 <laughs> oh wow and then, okay. yeah yeah what? and then yeah how did that how did that work did your did moon match you did you did did your parents match you uh yeah so i went to moon smudging <laughs> okay actually wow <laughs> can't believe it myself <laughs> whoa but uh but yeah um yeah because my mom was super hardcore and 
I don't know. I, I guess I was like just really like brainwashed to be like yeah. that's the, that's the way right way to like get blessed mm. and like yeah. mashed and stuff. And uh, yeah, and I grew up going to champion all the time, like forty days champion. So I was just like so like thinking that that's like yeah and they also like groom you from your kid like the highlight of your life is like you're the blessing like yeah. nothing's more great than getting yep. the blessing yeah and then my mom was already like yeah it's better to go young because then you you're more pure and not tempted to like fall and stuff um, she was like encouraging that so me my Jesus. sister and my brother we all went when we were 17 wow and then uh to the matching <laughs> wow and then, yeah, yeah, the matching. <laughs> it's so random, like, who you get matched to. Like, people yeah. think there's some depth to it, but it's really there's just not. random. There's there's not. It's the, like... Moon, there's no depth. <laughs> yeah. Moon looks at a photo, and then he finds another one and pushes them together, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And then you're married. Yeah. Congrats. I guess Moon gets, like, a power trip from it. Like he's Absolutely. Like, he must get yeah. off on it. He must yeah. get off on it. Yeah, because in his book, he's always, like, bragging in his, like, autobiography. He's like, yeah, I was the village matchmaker, and I was the best matchmaker. And because this was, like, some Korean traditional thing to match. And I guess he wanted to be the best matchmaker. Okay. So I guess he gets off of, like, matching. He's like, yeah, I'm so good at matchmaking. I I have not read that book, thankfully. (laughs) But I've heard, I've I've spoken with many people who have, and it's just... my sense is that it's just full of him talking shit yeah. about about like, how how great he how was. Great and he everything. is. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's like you know uh, Kim Kim Jong Il, like the the shit that, the shit that he says yeah. to people about how he's <laughs> he was like fucking hit a hundred home runs and he's like the yeah. best golfer and like the There's best so many basketball lies. player yeah. and like all this sort of all this sort of shit like oh, yeah. yeah. It's the same oh, thing. Same I'm thing. so great. The whole book is just like him. Like, I'm so great. And like, yeah. I did all this stuff and yeah. I don't sleep. That's why I managed to do all this stuff. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah. Yeah, because they read it again and again when you're in Champion. Uh, so oh, like really? It's like a summer workshop. They just read it again and again. No. And then you're just like, I like I know everything in that book because I just heard it so many times. Yeah, <laughs> you just get brainwashed. For like, yeah, means so great, kids. Everybody means so great. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like when I was there in 2019, I started being more critical. Okay. I was already kind of seeing the, like the faults in the system and yeah. being more like, oh my god. So it was so weird being there with like a different lens. Mm. And I was like so stressful as well. <laughs> I was like so. Anxious and I don't know. Just yeah. Like out. So like, so what was well? I want to talk about that, but I also just want to understand what happened with your mm-hmm. matching and your blessing. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got. I went to flew to Korea. My mom came with me, but she wasn't really there. Like we were in a separate. The second gens were in a separate thing. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, we, like yeah, and then we were like prepared we had like some workshops we stayed at some resort that was the blessing where the bbc made like a documentary oh yeah i think i remember that one yeah yeah because <laughs> we had to like sign a paper or something if we wanted to be on grammar or something wow okay 
and I, I signed that I didn't want to because I was like, I don't want people to see that I'm mm. like in this weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw back on the video and then I realized my face is blurred when I'm in the crowd. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because all the wow. YouTube videos are like of that blessing almost. Yeah. I, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we were like preparing and like, yeah, like three days before getting blessed. Then there was like the matching ceremony and that was oh. the last year true sun moon was alive so yeah. yeah he just came in on his he was already kind of getting old at that time so yeah, yeah he was like coming in and yeah and then he was like okay let's just get this over with kind of like that i'm just like tired and and Fuck then the, guy. jesus christ yeah and then he was just screaming at everybody like did you keep purity and like like are you guys pure and then like to the brothers like yeah you're pure are you sure and like staring at people and like yeah you better be pure you better not have like done it before <laughs> oh. i don't know i have like done anything i don't know anyways and then gross. Just making like this awkward like like intense mood and like oh <laughs> that's and, really gross yeah yeah and then he separated we were separated like men and women and then he's like yeah uh you guys come to the front or like we were sectioned into four and then and he's like okay so we thought like he was gonna choose or something but then he was just like yeah okay just the women he had decided to switch it up and he's like okay the women choose their partner and then uh, yeah and then I was just like everybody's like oh okay and then I don't know you were like uh, groomed to be like yeah you're like like romantic love is bad and attraction is bad and you should rather pick somebody that's like not attractive to you and yeah. like and like everybody's has that in their head so yeah. it's like oh we have to choose because if you choose something that's not attractive then that's a bigger devotion yeah. to god like to if, love if yeah <laughs> like person you absolutely you, don't like yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> i'm just I'm just like yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to put the like the for the people who didn't grow up in this in this system like trying to picture this like you're you're in this situation where you're put on the spot in front of people and like you're this i've never heard of this where moon is like okay you choose uh that's that's a lot of pressure but then you're also like you know you would feel bad picking like the 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 brad pitts of the world that were <laughs> yeah. in front of you you'd be like oh i can't choose him because yeah. that'll look bad because it'll look like i'm you know i'm uh, not good enough because i shouldn't be yeah going for someone who i'm attracted to like it's bad to be to want to be with someone that you're attracted to <laughs> yeah yeah um, i remember looking at somebody i was like i want that person and then i was like no no you can't do that lillian and then I was like, okay, I'll choose somebody else, I guess. And then my mom made me really insecure because she's like, oh, you're so tall. Nobody will want you. And then she'll like, oh, the Asian people won't want you or something. I don't know. So then I was like too afraid to pick the Asian, even though I was like so indoctrinated that I thought like, yeah, the Korean race is the mass race. Yeah. And the God's race and they're the holy race. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't, I just chose like European or like it's a western looking person because it was like taller than me and i was like i guess he won't reject me because i'm too tall and then uh, (laughs) because i was like taller than all the asian guys or something 
Yeah. 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 There was no Brad Pitt's in that. Oh. <laughs> it's just oh, a little sorry. awkward versions. <laughs> They're like, ah, am I version enough <laughs> to be here? <laughs> like people who never spoken to the opposite gender. Yeah, I know, right? And yeah, everyone's just okay. like staring at the floor and being really yeah. like nervous and awkward, and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I guess they'll pick you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh, you pick you pick someone. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. yeah, and it was also the quickest matching ever because usually he like drags it out for like forever. And, yeah, like, well, usually he has to pick each one, right? So he's the bottleneck in terms of time. But if he's like, oh, yeah. hey, y'all just sort this out, then it'll happen a lot faster. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but there were some people who didn't want to pick. So then okay. he ended up matching those. Okay. And then it was a lot of leftover girls because uh, because uh, there was a lot more females than males. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I remember I was there and I was 17 and I was all the way in the back because they sorted us by age. Uh, But I got called in the front first and then, yeah, some young man came into our crowd and he was like staring at all of us, like right in our face. And he was like, "Mm -hmm." I don't know if it was like, are you pure? I don't know, (laughs) like that kind of stare or just like he wants to like look at all of us or something. Creepy. Yeah, and then... uh, uh yeah and then we just got to know each other in those three days before the blessing i got a really bad impression so i was like really miserable i didn't want to get blessed and then, and then i was yeah i was really miserable i was just so depressed and i was just sleeping all the time hiding in my room i didn't want to do any of the couple mm. stuff yeah because it was just such a shock to be like okay this is the person i have to be with eternally and like mm. uh <laughs> yeah yeah even though i picked him i was like you're groomed to be like yeah you should pick somebody that you- did you know him at all previously had you ever met him at any events or anything no no never yeah okay so yeah he wow. was like german italian and then okay. i was like so he was okay. a complete stranger to you no yeah completely even though he was from europe yeah okay which we were the only couple which were both european Everybody else okay. was like from different continents. Okay. In that matching or something. Okay. And then I was like, oh, okay, at least it's closer by. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of far away. I guess Ex- it's, yeah, it's better it's, than being further away, I guess. Yeah, it's like expensive and unrealistic because a lot of people got like from different continents and yeah. we're all just like young people with no yeah. money. So it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How are you like supposed to be together? Yeah. 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 And I guess a lot of people there were like shocked as well as me. Mm. And some people were like, okay, I don't know. I guess they won like the, the odds of actually liking the partner. Mm. Like some, I don't know who, a lot of, the, a lot of those couples broke afterwards. Yeah. I think almost everyone I knew mm. <laughs> because uh, it's just so random. Yeah. yeah how how long were you were you together with him uh yeah five years total okay yeah but it was a lot of long distance relationship okay i still had to finish high school (laughs) oh shit yeah i hadn't uh, quite put that together yeah okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it was in the middle of my high school yeah shows how young you are jesus christ yeah and then every time i go for like some korea trip growing up it was always like lying saying that my grandparent died or something and we had to go to france or or like some important trip to get out of yeah. school yeah interesting okay yeah of course yeah but yeah i remember being really miserable doing that 
before the blessing and like going up in a mountain and being like mm, maybe i should just jump off this mountain because it seems like oh. all my value is like put into this like blessing and getting married <laughs> i don't know i was just i was just there i was yeah. just so miserable like so depressed and just like i was standing i was just sitting alone in the forest because and just like sitting there and being like oh god what, what has my life brought me through like <laughs> so yeah. like yeah and then yes. i tried to break the blessing and then the european representative lady she was like holding paper to me and she's like didn't you sign this contract didn't you sign up for getting this blessing and stuff and then uh, yeah and then it was offering to give us like couple therapy <laughs> like we we just met like a couple therapy yeah and then I was just like uh, I just felt so pushed I was just like oh, I'll just go through with it and then I'll just break oh. it afterwards or something but yeah and then uh, yeah so I was there in the blessing and I was miserable I was just like I didn't want to put the ring on his fingers I like put it really weakly on and then he got like like annoyed at me and it's like put it like why don't you put it all the way and then like that's how I was like standing yeah that's a that's a a really shitty wedding story yeah and then I'm putting on the ring all the way I'm like there are you happy like kind of like that (laughs) (laughs) like that's not how weddings are meant to be no that's the reality in that sh- camera yeah. show that they put on YouTube. Like, yeah. I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they also interviewed in that YouTube video one of the African girls that was there. And she's kind of just like, Haha. she's like with this small a Japanese guy, which is like shorter yeah. than her or something. And then uh, and then she kept keeps on forgetting his name. And she's just like, she. I think she was as disoriented as me and just like, yeah. oh, my God. And then they can't wow. even speak to each other because they don't know each other's languages. Wow. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I somehow kept for five years because I was just so brainwashed to being like, yeah. Yeah. And did, I, yeah. Did you, did you get legally married as well? No, we never got legally okay, married. Good. So I always just, to outside people, people in the university are just calling my boyfriend. Yeah. Because we weren't legally married. And okay. also I was like, it was way too weird to tell people yeah. like that I was married at 20 yeah. <laughs> yeah. and just so yeah yeah it's like Norway like I grew up in Oslo which is very liberal and yeah quite feminist and like it's just so weird to say that you're like married and like uh, yeah locked down yeah. already <laughs> in university yeah 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 I'm like I can imagine yeah. yeah yeah and then yeah uh, yeah yeah my mom she so hardcore member like growing up in child school I got bullied uh, but like when I start started school my mom would always be like don't make any friends because like they're outside people so mm-hmm. better to not make any friends so I'll be like sent to school as a six-year-old and then she'll be like yeah don't make any friends yeah. and then I want I'll be like okay mom and then I'll like like I was I was still like I don't know so I wasn't like actively I was like told not to make friends at school yeah. so then I was of course like became like a bully victim like yeah. like the like an outsider in the class and my mom purposely dressed me in like kind of like really old worn out clothes yeah 
and because that was like the church thing to look really like because um moon always like bragged about like how he wore raggy clothes and that's like the moony way and you should mm. look like really unappealing because then you'll keep pure and yeah. i don't know <laughs> there was a big thing about especially for 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 girls and women like a bit a lot of like control over what they wore and how they and how mm. they looked and obviously some of that got filtered through the parents as well uh mm. so it would have been enforced in different ways in different families but that was that was a big thing i i saw that as well yeah yes yeah, so i guess that's like a big pain with a lot of mini <laughs> yeah. girls <laughs> yeah and then uh, like growing up that's a second gen mm. and then uh, yeah i just remember always being stressed about clothes because my mom also didn't like buy me clothes like i would wear the same outfit every day for like a year like years wow and they would like get holes in them and i'll mm-hmm. just wear them keep on wearing them mm-hmm. and it's just so embarrassing and just like all your confidence is like torn away yeah and uh yeah then you're just bullied you're an outsider nobody everybody's like you like that person <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're also like it's hard to like talk about stuff in your life because everything revolves around the church yeah friends so it's like like people would talk about like yeah in the weekend i went into a cabin or like a skiing trip or something and then i'll be like yeah in the weekend i went to a mini workshop I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really say anything so you're mm-hmm. just always pretending like that you don't do anything in the weekends and you never did anything yeah or just be like yeah no i didn't do anything and then <laughs> always like mm-hmm. the really quiet person I heard like that many kids are often really quiet, like the quiet kids in the class. Yeah, in like public schools because they they don't know what to say because they like their their life outside of the the school doesn't really relate yeah. to what the other the life the other kids are living. Uh, yeah, outside of school, and in some cases, like the the parents are actually asked telling the kids either like not to talk about the, about that part of their life and or not to make friends with other kids so yeah they're gonna be the quiet kids yeah yeah exactly so yeah so that thing and yeah you just get left out like Mm. you're just you don't I remember I never got invited to like birthday parties right like because I was like like the unpopular like girl that wore the same rag outfits every day (laughs) yeah and then uh, just like being left out and then so like uh, like tight on money growing up like like my I remember I wasn't allowed to go to birthday party the first birthday party I was invited to and I was like oh my god I actually got invited this time and then uh, like I wasn't allowed to go because they couldn't afford a cinema ticket which was like six pounds or something it was like yeah. so cheap <laughs> and then i was like ah. <laughs> and then uh, being called spoiled for like crying and but because you want to go to the first birthday party you want well ever. Your, your parents called <laughs> you spoiled or who was calling you spoiled yeah they're being like really like making big deal like oh it's like yeah. six whole pounds like or like 60 mm. kroner it's kroners yeah. but it's like so much money <laughs> yeah wow and God. then uh, yeah it's like stuff like that yeah. and then also like a moony thing is like that you have to eat anything and then you can never mm-hmm. like complain about food like mm-hmm. be picky i so that's interesting i i actually um 
I almost feel there's like a whole episode maybe on like on like eating disorders um oh okay. or just like or not and for some people it might not manifest as, as a full-on eating disorder but i guess mm. i know i know that like in this community eating disorders run at a pretty high rate um mm. and for for a lot of a lot of reasons but it's funny you mentioned you mentioned that thing about food because i know that that's a thing and actually uh, lisa, lisa Cohn talks about that in her book Mm. um oh, okay uh we didn't quite get we didn't quite, didn't quite get to it on the interview that i did with her but it's, it's something that she talks about and it's just something that i've i've noticed amongst people in mm. this in this community is like it's like a kind of like a i don't know how to describe it but it's almost like a fraught relationship with food like and part of it's like i, I think part of it is like when you grow up in these environments sometimes you don't know when your next meal is where your next meal's meal is going to come from mm. um uh, but also there's also an expectation of like, well, your parents made it for you, like that, you know, you got to eat whatever is in front of you. There's, there's a lot of issues involved with it. Basically. Yeah. My parents were really obsessed with that. Really? And like, and like, yeah, yeah. Like with food and like watching you, what you eat and like, you better eat everything and like, don't complain. And like, I don't know, like, I guess that was like, I realized that was like a very moony thing. So I was like, oh, That's... because now in my adult life, I struggle with anxiety related eating disorder okay not not that like i not the like typical one but like an atypical one because i grew up in the moonies which was so frustrating when i went to like get help for it because it got so bad it was taking over my life uh so when i got help for it i tried to explain like uh like how i get stressed around like eating food in front of people and stuff and then but they would kind of not understand it so it's like Mm. so frustrating to explain like mental health practitioners yeah problem because you're being groomed or like raised in a cult and you're being like so weirdly programmed that it's like they can't help you they've never seen anything like it it's nothing like it so they just put me like atypical atypical that could mean a lot of things yeah so then i'm always like yeah i don't have like the eating disorder like i'm like a girl that wants to be like skinny and pretty and like it's not that it's like it's i get anxious when i'm around people because moonies are always like or like my parents are always like obsessed with like when you eat like watching you and like yeah and also in my school I also got bullied uh while eating because I had too healthy food it was like uncool to have healthy food for lunch I don't know yeah just yeah my yeah so I I just struggled a lot eating Mm. around people which just means like because of like anxiety and stuff yeah yeah because yeah okay I grew up in the school I got bullied like the whole child school I went to teenage school I still kind of got bullied but it was some new kids so they didn't really know me so then it wasn't as bad and I finally got like my first friends like real friends in teenage school I don't know what you call it in America Uh, high school junior high school yeah junior high or high school just depending on how old yeah like 13 to 15 Yeah. yeah yeah junior junior high yeah yeah yeah, in high school, I chose, like, art studies because that was, like, the thing that I was good at, like, drawing and creative stuff. Or, like, high school with art studies. So, like, physics and hard math and hard mm. physics was, like, swap of 
painting and like okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can't become like a nurse or a doctor or something because I don't have those qualifications. But like, okay. yeah, anyways. Then I enjoyed it because it was like my people. They were like understanding. <laughs> mm. I don't know. And then I finally got some friends and uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And then, yeah. And then that, during high school, I was blessed at okay. 17. And then, yeah. And I was... I guess, I don't know. Yeah, it was a turbulent time in my life mm. like, to get blessed. And like, you're yeah. kind of like, oh, I don't like this person. And then you're just like, okay, I guess I have to like the person. Cause yeah. Is that what, because this person is chosen by God, basically. That's what you're yeah, they're, to. Yeah, they're assuming that like somehow in that moment when you chose them, it was like God was working through oh yeah 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 like they say like god works through moon and then moon guides you to yeah but yeah i ended up choosing myself so but i remember being like sad because i chose myself because i was like oh but i didn't like get get mood moons like god choosing thing (laughs) yeah and then (laughs) and then my mom like after my blessing book she says like yeah it's your fault because you uh, chose wrong and like because god wasn't with you enough and like oh my oh, god she's like she's, she's wow so are, are your parents yeah. still in yeah yeah okay <laughs> what what about your siblings uh, uh yeah uh, half of them yeah wow not all of okay. them yeah yeah so yeah okay it's like that yeah, yeah. my mom yeah yeah she like some korean member like made her like or like in advise her to take something that's and there we have it folks the end of part one with Lillian Holdis I wanted to call this one engines big balls but I decided not to because I felt that would be disrespectful to Lillian, there is no amount of disrespectful that is inappropriate for Injin, Jin Sung, Ben Lawrenson, all these fucking, fuck them, fuck them so hard. Um, so if you want to have an alternate title for this in your head, yeah, this one's called Injin's Big Balls. Congrats, Injin, you got big balls. You should be proud of yourself. And also, you should think about all that money you're sitting on, all that money you grew up with. Guess where that came from? That fucking came from Lillian. And her five siblings fucking delivering newspapers. So you could get your fucking breast implants and your education to get that fucking fake ass British accent and ride your fucking horses. Man, fuck you. Fuck you, engine, and your big ass balls. Fuck you. And the rest of your family. Feel free to contact me if you have a comment on any of this. In part two of this episode, Lillian gives us further insight into the dissolution of her marriage, the impact that that had on her, and some of the very difficult mental health impacts that this entire experience has left her to wrangle with. And again, I'd like to ask you, Injun, or any other member of the so-called True Family or the leadership of the Unification Church, Where does that stand in your accounting of the so-called good that you think you're doing in this world? 
What about the mental health of the kids that grew up in this environment? What about the physical health? Where is your care for them? I also want to ask, 16 fucking times going to Chungpyeong? Fucking absolution for a four-year-old? Where does it end? What, well, let, let me ask you this. How many times is enough times? Clearly, in your mind, 16 times going to this godforsaken place, Chungpyeong, is not enough. How many times? How many special fucking dispensations and blessings is enough? Where does it end? Right now, tell me. Where does it end? Can someone from the Family Federation please send me an email and saying, this is when the last of these things is occurring. If anyone from the Family Federation can tell me that, I will fucking shut up shop right now and stop this fucking podcast. If you will put in writing and agree to it that there is an end to your fucking dispensations and your Changpyeong providai. It's providences, is providai or it? I don't know. I'm making it a word. The providai. Um, yeah, when does this end? Where does it end? I think deep down you know the answer is that it doesn't end. The goalposts keep moving. And I want to circle back to something that was mentioned here. This never-ending need to fucking create palaces and shit. So... Uh, I've actually recently learned that they are now making another palace in Chungpyeong. Um, I wanted to tack something onto this episode about that, but I think it deserves an entire episode, so that will be coming later this season. Um, but, listener, don't you worry. There are definitely more palaces coming for these motherfuckers. And I can't wait to tell you all about them in an upcoming episode, and I can't wait for you to hear... Part 2 with Lillian, which should be coming out in a week. Take care, y'all. See you then.